What cleans teeth best? Over 4,000 dentists say Colgate Tooth Powder. With a two-minute routine, gets teeth sparkling and super clean. Help me to welcome the comedy team of Abbott and Costello. Well, Costello, I'm going to New York with you. You know Bucky Harris, Yankee manager? Say I got a job as coach for as long as you're on the team. Well, you know, if you're the coach, you must know all the players. I certainly do. Well, you know, I never met the guys. But if you tell me their name, I'll know who's on the team. I'll tell you their names. But it seems they give these ball players nowadays very peculiar names. You mean funny names? Strange names. Pet names. Like Dizzy Dean. And his brother Daffy. Daffy Dean. And his French cousin? French? Goofy. Goofy Dean. Let's see, we got on the bags. Who's on first, what's on second, I don't know who's on third. That's what I'm here to find out. Well, I say, who's on first, what's on second, I don't know who's on third. You the manager of this team? Yes. You're going to coach the team? Yes. And you don't know the fellas' names? Well, I should. Well, then who's on first? Yes. The guy's name. Who? The guy on first base. Who? The first baseman. Who? The guy that's playing. Who's on first? That's what I'm asking you. That's the man's name. That's whose name? Yes. You got a first baseman. Certainly. His name? Who? When you, when you pay off the first baseman at the end of the month, who gets the money? Every dollar of it. I just want to know the name of the fellow on first base. Who? The guy that gets... That's who gets who it. Who gets it? Yes. Every dollar. Sometimes his wife comes and collects it. Whose wife? Yes. What's wrong with that? Look, when you sign the first baseman, how does he sign his name? Who? The guy. Who? How does he sign... That's how he signs That's it. That's how who signs it. Yes. Look... All I'm asking is, what's the name of the guy on first base? No, what's on second? One base at a time! Well, don't switch the players around. I'm not switching nobody! Take it easy, buddy. I don't want to know. What's the name of the guy on first base? No, what's on second? Who's on second? Who's on first? I don't know! He's on third. We're not talking about him. Now, how did we get on third base? Why you mention his name? If I mention the third baseman's name... Who did I say was playing third? No, who's on first? What's on first? What's on second? Who's on second? Who's on first? I don't know! He's on third. There we go, back on third base. Can we just get on third and not get off it? Sure, what do you want to know? Who's playing third? Why do you insist on putting who on third base? What am I putting on third base? What's on second? Who's on second? Who's on first? What... Well, I don't know! Third, Third base! <laughs> you got an outfield. Of course. Left fielder's name. Why? Just thought I'd ask you. Just thought I'd tell you. Left fielder's name? Why? Look, I just want to know who's playing left field. Who is on first? Stay out of the infield. I want to know what's the name of the guy in left field. What's on second? Who's on second? Who's on first? I don't know! Third base! <laughs> Left fielder's name? Why? Because. Oh, he's center field. Oh. 
You got a pitcher on this team? Of course. Pitcher's name, Tamar. You can't tell me today? I'm telling you now. Pitcher's name? Tomorrow. What time? What time what? What time tomorrow you gonna tell me who's pitching? Now listen, who is not pitching? Oh, I'll break your arm. You say who's on first. I wanna know what's the name of the pitcher. No, what's on second? Who's on second? Who's on first? I don't know. Third, Third base. <sighs> you got a catcher on this team? Certainly. Catcher's name? Today. Today's catching, tomorrow's pitching. Now you got it. A couple days on this team. You know, I'm a catcher too. Silly, tell me. So I'm doing some fancy catching. Tomorrow's pitching. Big hitter comes up, bunts the ball. Me, being a good catcher, I grab the ball, I throw it to first base, I pick it up, I throw it to who? That's the first thing you said right. I don't even know what I'm talking about! That's all you have to do. It's throw the ball to first base. Yes. I throw it to who? Naturally. Who? Naturally. Naturally? Naturally. I throw the ball to naturally. No, you throw the ball to who? Naturally. You're not, that's different. That's what I said. You're not saying it. I throw the ball to naturally. No, you throw the ball to who? Naturally. That's it. That's what I said. Same as you, same as you. I throw the ball to who? Who drops the ball? Who throws it to, I don't know, I don't know, throws it to what? What throws it to tomorrow? Triple play. Next batter hits up. Hits to because why? I don't know and I don't give a darn. What's that? I said I don't give a darn. Oh, that shortstop. Oh. <laughs> Thank you, boys, for your contribution to tonight's fun. Now sit back and enjoy Glenn Miller's 1940s hit, In the Mood. <laughs> This is Jerry Brainerd coming to you live on November 27th, 1941, Thanksgiving Day. And now the Continental Broadcasting Company is pleased to bring you an early sampling of the music and magic of the Christmas season. We'll be broadcasting live from the corner of 5th and Broadway in New York City, bringing you a special holiday parade featuring so many of the musical stars you'll be enjoying Christmas Eve when this station broadcasts the most eagerly awaited event of the year, the Big Christmas Broadcast of 1941. But first, a word from our sponsor. For all you turkey addicts who just couldn't wait until that bird was done and are about to bite into an undercooked leg right now. A timely message from Bromo Seltzer. The problem with this new technology, radio comes right in your home and wants to take over your whole life. And of course, this is the only time of day I can find for myself to spend with the radio. What with everyone arguing over who's going to listen to the Green Hornet or Jack Benny or the news breaking in from overseas every five minutes. Well, the rest of the family's downstairs right now. They're probably inviting the rest of the neighborhood over for Thanksgiving dinner. I just hope they stay down there long enough that I can listen to this next broadcast. <laughs> It's a preview of the big Christmas broadcast of 1941. Remember, it's all only 27 days away. 
I've been waiting for this all year. As we welcome the season when dreams come true. There, Mickey. Miss Yanatelli can't come to dinner, but she gave me a whole bag of yams. Yams? Well, you better run those right out into the kitchen and throw them out the window. <laughs> she threw the snow in one horse of the sleigh. Or the fields we go, laughing all the way. Bells on bells that ring, making spirits bright. How fun it is to laugh and sing a sleigh song tonight. Sensational seasonal sentiments. When you've grown up, my dears, and as old as I, you'll often ponder on the years that roll so swiftly by, and Here's some beats from Mrs. Hubbard. She says they'll help Grandpa's constitution. I'll take him to the kitchen. My constitution? What? Throw him out the window! 
wait. We couldn't wait, Mom. Well, it's going to have to wait until after dinner. Angie, come help me with the yams and beets. <laughs> no help in those beets. Dad, tell Sid and Lil to come on up and turn down that radio. Lil, Lil, give that furnace a rest. Dinner's ready. Sid. Sid. Sid Stradivarius, shoot that thing and put it out of its misery. And this is only a taste of what's to come on December 24th. Dad, where'd the yams and beets go? Down. What? Right here from this very station. Turkey's missing a leg. What? The Continental Broadcasting Company will bring you... Mmm, I can smell that turkey from every vent in this complex. And I brought some beets and yams in case anybody forgot. Oh, good. The Big Christmas Broadcast of 1941. Which has taught the whole country to say... From the time alone with the radio wouldn't last very long, didn't I? Well, these are the assorted inhabitants of number 3A, 801 Nutwood Avenue, San Francisco. Now, my name is Howard West, and I've been living with this colorful group since my wife Amy died of typhus. Now, that was back during the Great War, but I think this thing going on in Europe right now is going to get it, it a run for us, money. Turkey, the yams, the beets, excuse me. Now that streak of blue and white you just saw run past there, that was my daughter Norma. Her husband is a pilot and aviation mechanic. He volunteered to go overseas and work on those airplane parts we've been sending to the Allied forces since, oh, about March of this year. Now Pete's been over there about five months now, and, well, Norma's got her hands full taking care of all of us. 
dead. <sighs> She's got her hands full. <gasps> Mickey, give it back! Give it back! Especially Mickey. with my grandson, Mickey. Mickey always seems Mickey. to have his fingers in something. And my younger daughter, Angie, <laughs> always has her head in the clouds. Now look what you've done. Another bowl of beets ruined. <laughs> now, Angie works in a bookstore, but what she really wants is some real live romance. Now there's always a few neighbors hanging around here, like Sid, the retired auto salesman from downstairs. He spends most of his time torturing the violin. And then there's Lil, who's taken over as uh, building maintenance supervisor since her husband died about eight years ago. That woman has done things with a crescent wrench that other people can only dream about. <laughs> well, I think that's about all the players for this Thanksgiving. <laughs> Let's eat. Stop. 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 We've had a slight setback with the beats. And the turkey. Two more minutes. Well, you heard the general. Let's go ahead and say grace out here in the living room. A two-minute grace? Now, I think we can manage a two-minute conversation with God. Now, what do we have to thank the Lord for in 1941? Clogged air vents. All right, how's well, that? It means that I had a, a job all year. Okay, and? Well, I'm thankful the good Lord let me retire this year. The cost of those new Oldsmobiles would have put me out of business. $825. Who's going to buy at that price? Not me. I'd like to thank the Lord that he's kept us out of the war for another year. And that we have each other and him. Father, we pray for peace in our world and greater generosity amongst people. And, and that you bring Pete home safely. Yes. I thought Pete was supposed to be home by now. He said he'd try for Thanksgiving, but Christmas for sure. I really expect him any time now. The Lord knows the day. The Lord knows all our days. Lord, for what we've received, make us grateful. For what we've been given, may we give to others. We pray in Jesus' name. We gather together to ask the Lord's blessing. He chastens and hastens His will to make known the wicked oppressing. Now cease from distressing. Sing praises to His name. He forgets not. Amen. 
ready. Your names are at your plates. Dad, you're sitting at the children's table away from the turkey. Oh, that's okay, Mick. We may be further from the turkey, but we're closer to the radio. <laughs> Why don't you just turn it up? We'll listen to it while we eat. Sure, Grandpa. Yes, Olivia oranges, which provide important vitamin C for your color, your character, and your colon. Why don't you buy a bunch today? Well, tomorrow, because stores have just closed since it's 5 o'clock on the big CBC clock on a chilly Monday afternoon, December 1st, just 23 days away from the big Christmas broadcast of 1941. And now, stay tuned for the adventures of that masked rider of the plains, the Lone Ranger. Hooray, the Lone Ranger rides again. Frankie, go play somewhere else. It's time for the Frankie Donatello show. Think again, Kimosabi. You'll never take this radio alive. Ooh, I'm so scared. Come on, it's 5 o'clock. I've been at work all day. I'm listening to Frankie. I've been at school all day, and I'm listening to the Lone Ranger. No, you're not. Yes, I am. You are not. Yes, I am. I will get your mother and ask her. Go ahead. No, sure. no, no, no. Now, stop. There's more noise out here than when the stock market crashed. No, what's going on? Mickey won't let me listen to Frankie. Who wants to listen to a stupid singer sing about all that mushy stuff? Well. Without you, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> well, who wants to listen to a stupid cowboy without a name? Well, well, I'll tell you who's going to listen to the radio. Me. <laughs> it's time for the news. And the British casualties continue to mount in the Mediterranean as another carrier is attacked. Hitler's armies under the command of General Bach appear to be in the final drive toward Moscow. President Roosevelt today restated his intention to continue the shipment of arms to England in agreement with the amendment to the Neutrality Act. Oh, come on, Mick. Listen to more shoot-em-ups and brawls. It's has to be less violent than the news. Thank you, my faithful companion. <laughs> Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear as the Lone Ranger rides again. Today's adventure is El Diablo's Revenge. 
The sun had just reached high noon as the Lone Ranger and his faithful companion crawled through the sagebrush. Let's stop here, Tonto. We can keep a lookout for the stagecoach. Ever since the notorious bandit El Diablo escaped from the Nunsuch jail, no road is safe. Watch out, Kimasabi. By that cactus, there's a... Sorry, friend Snake, but Silver was getting nervous, and I need a steady steed. Kimasabi, look! Suddenly, on the horizon, they saw him on a black stallion with an eye patch and a laugh that made men weep. El Diablo! <laughs> Come along, Tonto. Let's bring him to justice. Hi ho, Silver! Away! <laughs> the Lone Ranger and Tonto sped off over the plains as El Diablo flew away. They were running, galloping, thundering. Suddenly they were joined by the sheriff's posse. Come along, men! Now there were three horses. Four horses! Four horses! Five horses! Turn that noise off! I thought you had homework. And what's the matter with you? Nothing ever happens around here. It's boring. I don't have any romance or adventure in my life. It's only on the radio. Well, you know what's funny? Sometimes romance and adventure are right there in front of you. You just don't recognize it. Sure. Like I'm supposed to believe that one day the doorbell's going to ring and into my sad little life is going to walk romance and adventure. <laughs> A mail delivery. You never know. Oh, hi, Danny. Hi, Angie. Oh, a package. Is it a Christmas present? Is it for me? No. Is that the doorbell? Oh, is it a telegram? Oh, no, no, no. It's just a package for Angie. <laughs> oh, but this is addressed to Mrs. Lillian Reinwald in number 2A. It is? <laughs> oh, how'd I make that mistake? Again? <laughs> you could never guess. Gee, Danny, it seems like you bring us the wrong mail every day. Hey, Mickey. Run down and tell Lil there's a package up here for her, and I'll, uh... Come on. Come on. I'll check the roast. I guess I must need glasses or something. Uh, Danny? Somebody needs something around here. You wear glasses. I do? Oh. <laughs> Sometimes things just slip my mind. <laughs> well, now if I could just... Oh, Dad. Did I say something? Hey, folks. I ran into the Lone Ranger here, and he said there was a package for me. Oh, yeah. It's right here. Sorry, I brought it to the wrong apartment again. <laughs> He's got a slipped mind. <laughs> Lil, what happened? You're all wet. Oh, we have a couple of leaks in the basement. These could be the problem. <laughs> I wouldn't try taking a shower anytime too soon. <laughs> Sorry, Sid. I'll have that hot water back on in about 30 minutes. Meanwhile, can you guys keep the drains clear and the pipes where they should be? Uh, thanks. 
Bye. You've got five minutes until dinner to finish that homework. Oh, all right. Sure as that box had been for me. Now, Mickey, what is it you do want for Christmas? I want to be a hero, like the Green Hornet, the Shadow, and the Lone Ranger, and fight the bad guys and win. Well, why don't you just pretend that that homework is one of the bad guys and finish them off? <laughs> well, I guess I better be going, too. I'll see you later, Angie. <laughs> Goodbye. Where is he going? <laughs> that was the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> Make a note of that, Angie. <laughs> Bye. See you, Danny. Tomorrow, about five o'clock. Well, there's still five minutes left of the Frankie Donatello show. And what is it you want for Christmas, Angie? I don't know, Pop. Haven't really thought about it. Slipped your mind, huh? Oh. Each day I sit at home. Waiting by my telephone Knowing I will be alone once more Wishing you could be Sitting here with me But it's just a fantasy for Without you My white Christmas is blue Snowman melt in the sun And Christmas cards come With postage due Without you Rudolph's nose just won't shine And my needles are dry And reindeer can't fly and church bells won't chime If you're not mine And if you were here I'd hold you so near There'd be holiday cheer And a happy new year But you're not so I'm caught in the spot so distraught Oh, what can I do without you? I bid romance adieu And my fire won't burn And so I'll just turn And close up the flue My tinsel has been tangled my jingle bells have been jangled My choir leader I've strangled Without you That is the stupidest song I've ever heard Pop, you just don't remember what it's like to be young and in love Oh, I remember both very well, thank you. What I'm having trouble remembering, remembering is when they didn't write songs that were geared to audiences with the IQ of spam. Without you My heart's broken in two 
Santa Claus isn't fat Bing Crosby sings flat ha! And bills are all due That special day's ordinary I'll just wait for January For Christmas won't be merry Without you Special days ordinary. I'll just wait for January, for Christmas won't be merry without you. I didn't realize you knew that song. There are a lot of songs I know, I just don't get much opportunity to sing them lately. Besides, love's about a lot more than Junes and Moons. Well, I know that, but those are the parts that always seem the best. No, no. The part of love that's the best is what lasts through the Junes and Moons. What lasts through the tough times, that is the part of love worth hanging on to. Come on, dinner's ready. Well, it looks like both my girls want the same thing for Christmas. You do? I didn't know you wanted a rhinestone snood. Oh, yes. <laughs> the sparklier, the better. Oh, take it from me. They really do want the same thing. I think maybe we all do. To see our earth have peace again. To be with the ones we love. You know, it's funny. At Christmas time, Dreams and prayers are often one and the same. Unless I just put the blue. Mm. Well, I think dinner's ready. I'm just going to turn up the radio again. Only 23 more days. I can't wait to see who's on tonight. And now some more appetizers of what's to come on the Big Christmas Broadcast. Let's start off with the season airs and a collection of your favorite carols.
and it's 10.55 p.m. on a wintry December 3rd as we listen to the chilling conclusion of tonight's adventure of The Shadow. Hey, Goldface, where can I find Billy Skid, the owner of this dump? The proprietor of the Copa Robin nightclub is right over... Hey, what are you going to do with that gun? All right, Billy. Get ready to meet your maker. Not quite yet, Muggs. It's the shadow. You have a prior engagement. I called the police. Oh, Lamont, Lamont Cranston, you were brilliant. Thanks, Margot. Perhaps after 20 years of solitary, Muggs will realize that when arsonists play with fire... They get burned. Join us tomorrow night when from the dark, once again, we'll hear that voice. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? The shadow knows. <laughs> what, what, is, what is what? Oh. Norma. I was just getting ready to kiss an angel. You trying to give me a heart attack? Sorry, Dad. Still working on that turkey leg, huh? Well, no, I think we're about ready to pronounce last rites. <laughs> now, what are you doing out here at this hour? Um, uh, praying? Huh, with Billy's kid. <laughs> oh, all right. The Shadow is Pete's favorite radio show. He never misses an episode. I was just uh, listening so I can keep up on the stories to tell him when he comes home. Now, you're not starting to worry he's not coming home, are you? Oh, Pop. I can't even begin to understand the world anymore. It's turned so upside down. Oh, I suppose that's so, but... We're lucky we have the Lord in the middle of all this to help us keep our balance. Is the Lord in the middle of all this? I don't see where. Nothing's turning out the way I thought it would. Oh, I don't think we often have much say in how things are going to turn out. That's somebody else's job. Mama's Bible. Yeah. Shine the light over here. I can, I can hardly make out the words. It's so old and faded. Yeah. This old Bible saw more action during the last war than the Battle of Verdun. I really miss Mama sometimes. I miss her too. All the time. You know, this is the 24th year I've spent alone without the woman I plan to share every Christmas with. Each time I feel like I've put it all behind me. And then I see something. The azaleas under the kitchen window. A pair of slippers the dogs had chewed. That little white handkerchief she always used as a bookmark. And it all comes rushing back. The feelings. The sounds. Remember how we always used to cuddle on the sofa on Christmas Eve? <laughs> and she started to sing in that slightly off-pitch voice of hers. Silent night. <laughs> she never could get that second no, note right, no, remember? No, she couldn't. Holy night. All is calm. All is... Oh. 
She left too soon. She never got to teach that song to Mickey. Now he's gone off and learned it on his own with all the right notes. <laughs> it hasn't gotten easier, but it's gotten better. I was a tough pupil, but the Lord managed to teach me a few things over the years. And you know, when someone we love leaves our world, it helps to remember Christmas time. We're celebrating someone coming into our world. And without him, I don't think I could have made it. Well, I'm going to bed now, princess. You coming? No. I think I'll sit here by myself for a while. Well, not by myself. No. Not by yourself. Good night, princess. Good night, Daddy. And now, the Brighton Corral bringing you a brand new Christmas favorite. Since you've gone away, I 
up, America? It's 9 a.m. on Thursday, December 4th, and the makers of Gillette Shaving Team will be bringing you Buddy Burfine's Sports Hero Scrapbook. Today, we bring you the story of quarterback Buck Schreiber. But first, a word from our sponsor. Buck, my kidney plaster. He was nothing compared to Howard the Slingshot West. Third-string quarterback of USC's almost championship team of 1903. Sid! Sid! Take ten! It's game time! Good morning, sports fans! And now, the sports legend of Buck Schreiber! He was a lean, shy kid from I Kentucky. Love show. <laughs> I was lean then too, <laughs> and scrappy. <laughs> no one ever paid attention to him until he got a pigskin in his hand. His first chance came as a substitute quarterback in Princeton's big game against Duke. On the third step, he took the ball and faded back. I'm fading. I'm oh, fading. Look to the right. Give me some blocking. He pumps once. Pumps twice. Where's my receiver? Suddenly, out of nowhere, Dombrowski, the pile driver, Forget breaks through. My receiver. Where he's got to put the jersey. He's going down and lets one fly. He oh. finds Sammy the streak down the sidelines. <laughs> Mr. West, is this yours? <laughs> yes, yeah, Sammy. I mean, uh, Danny. Danny. Pretty good pair of hands there. Oh, yeah. I have a lot of practice with these packages I have to oh, deliver. Yeah. Was that the doorbell? Is no. it a telegram? Oh, no, no, no. No, no, no. It's just Red Grange. <laughs> no, it's not, Mr. West. It's me, Danny Thompson. <laughs> I, I just have this delivery for Angie. Oh, yeah. Who should I call to come get their package today? No one. This one really is for Angie. Well, I'll be. <laughs> it really is for Angie. Well, yeah. I know that for a fact. <laughs> because I sent it. I, I just thought that it'd be a good time to speak up and tell her how I felt. Well, so I'm, I'm sure she'll get the message. <laughs> we interrupt this broadcast to bring you an urgent news bulletin. The AP wire services have just reported that the German offensive in Russia has been defeated. <gasps> Hitler's armies have been driven out of yes. Moscow by Marshal Zhukov <clears throat> and suffered heavy losses. We will keep you updated on further developments. And now, we return you to our regular programming. Praise God, this terrible war is ending! And Hitler's defeated! And Pete will be coming home! Now, 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 this is just one battle. No, the Lord is in the middle of this, I know it! I pray you're right, princess. And remember, it's only 20 more days until the big Christmas broadcast. Just around the corner, joy is knocking at your door.
Beautiful Sunday morning, December 7th, the Continental Broadcasting Company is honored to bring you our morning worship service. We are broadcasting live this morning from First Community Church, Curfeyville, Iowa, featuring the inspirational Reverend Louis Karasevich, along with the Sanctuary Choir, accompanied by Thelma Schwegler on the organ. Let's join them now in their opening hymn. Please stand and turn to hymn number 208, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Thelma? <laughs> Sixty-five years old, and I'm banished from God's temple. A little head cold. Well, the rest of the family has gone off to church, and I'm confined to worship over the airwaves. Norma made me promise. I'll worship but I won't sing along with Thelma. And everyone? pipes that sound better than that. Thanks to Lil. And now Maxwell House Coffee brings you America's favorite comedy team, Fibber McGee and Molly. <laughs> That's more like it. <laughs> Fibber McGee and Molly, the dramatic story of a woman with her faith in a man and a man with his faith in a newspaper. <laughs> Will something exciting take place in this little frame house at 79 Wistful Vista this morning? Has to be more exciting than anything that happened in here. <laughs> Let's go and see Fibber McGee and Molly. Anything interesting in a paper, dearie? Well, there's an interesting article in crops this year. Take corn, for instance. Certainly. We could take it or we could dish it out. <laughs> <laughs> they say if things don't improve, farmers will be anahiliated. What's anahiliated? I'll look it up in a dictionary. I'll get it out of your closet. Uh-oh. Ah, uh, help, Mickey. I'm buried alive. <laughs> it wasn't me. It was Ralph. Mickey, you've misbehaved in church for the last time. No radio for a week. Grandpa? I'm covered with all these little insects, Mickey. Brush them off. Oh, Molly, those are just my child flies. <laughs> <laughs> now, Dad, don't go taking his side. What sides? I don't know what's going on. It's enough. And what's this? <laughs> The horn of a 1932 Ford, if you must know. I must. Must what? No. No? Yes. Oh. 
that everyone in this apartment building knows more about my life than I do. There's no privacy. And why, you saving these horseshoes, McGee? Don't you think the automobile is here to stay? It won't be if we don't catch up on the payments. McGee <laughs> <laughs> and Molly, after a word from Maxwell House Coffee. Maxwell House is always great. What is this? Make sure mate and demonstrate. Sip or drip or... I can't believe it. it. It's good to the man. I told you to listen to the church service. Do, 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 do. No. Do, do, do. You told me to feel better, and I was. It's also the day of rest. Always great. If it's your mate and demonstrate. I'm trying. You won't let me. See what you did? What is this? What is this? What is this? What is this? Sin, sin. What is this? What is going on? I can hear you guys in the basement through the vent. See? No privacy. What am I saying? Don't ask him. He won't take anybody's side. I don't know what's going on. That's what we need to do. interrupt this broadcast to bring you an urgent news bulletin. There's been a surprise attack on our naval bases at Pearl Harbor, Hawaii by Japan. Not more than 20 minutes ago, over 300 bombers opened fire on the battleships and destroyers of the American Pacific Fleet harbored there. The first indi reports indicate that the USS Arizona is completely destroyed. The Oklahoma is capsized and the Nevada is beached. Other battleships are reportedly on fire. Early casualties are estimated at over 1,000, with more as the attack continues. It is not clear if the Japanese are confining this act of war to Pearl Harbor, or if it's the beginning of an attack against the continental United States. All air bases in California and Oregon are on emergency alert. Regular broadcasting of the Continental Broadcasting Company is preempted until further notice. No one has moved from the radio for the last 36 hours. We stayed right next to it, yesterday and into the night. Everyone stayed, even Sid and Lil. Every now and then, someone would sleep for a while, then they'd wake up and listen some more. 
There were no talk of work or school. We talked, we prayed, we sang. Our latest bulletin puts the death toll at Pearl Harbor at over 2,600 servicemen and 60 civilians. We've received reports that the Japanese have attacked Hong Kong, the Philippines, Guam, and Wake Island. The West Coast is asked to keep their lights off again tonight. Meanwhile, in the European theater, German armies continue to occupy new sections of southern France as the fighting continues. Enough for now. You know... Sometimes I think we spend more time listening to the world than we do listening to God. Well, you know, sometimes it seems like the world just makes it so very hard to hear God. What's going to happen, Grandpa? I don't know, Mickey. Are you scared? No. Yes. Me too. I don't even know who the bad guys are anymore. Who are we fighting, Grandpa? We're fighting the bad side of people, Mickey. All people. It's called sin. But you know, that fight's already been won. Jesus did it for us. He did it for all of us. You can stay right there. I'll get it. I haven't even looked out the window for 24 hours. What time is it? Well, it's 7 p.m. at night. Danny, what are you doing here? A little late for delivery, isn't it? I have a telegram. And it's from the War Department. It's okay. Praise God. His airbase was just taken off alert. But he's rejoined. He's flying out tomorrow, going straightly straight to the Solomon Islands. And I've joined too. What? What? I don't know where I'll be going or when I'll be going. I just know it's what I'm supposed to do. How do you know? How does anyone know what the right thing to do is anymore? Well, did you get the package I sent? Package? Oh, sweetheart, I forgot. Danny brought this on Thursday. I'm sorry.
people. Angie's always told me what a strong woman your mother was and how much she taught you through God's workings, even when you were just little girls. And I know how much her Bible really meant to you. But I understand it's been awfully hard to read lately. I just thought now would be the perfect time to have those words clear to you and very easy to read. We'll be praying for you, son. Thank you, Mr. West. I'll come see you before I leave, Angie. to our world why is God letting this happen oh princess God didn't give us easy answers about things like war and death what he did give us was himself I know pop it's just so hard to watch your dreams die yeah but God's are always working on dreams it's just sometimes they're his you know, Bethlehem was a whole lot like our world is tonight. Filled with dictators and armies. Dark. A frightening future. But those people had hopes and dreams too. Hopes of being free. Of seeing their world made right again. They had waited a long time. Some of them had waited for 2,000 years. But God answered their dreams in a way they didn't expect. Not with another army or ruler, but with a baby. And those shepherds and kings that night may not have really understood when they looked at the Christ child, but they had faith that God's plan was bigger than theirs. So I guess you could say... When your dreams don't come true, God makes a new dream, his dream, come true for all of us. Sometimes it takes a while to see that. Yes, sometimes it does. Listen, they're broadcasting again. Ladies and gentlemen, an excerpt of President Roosevelt's address to Congress from earlier today. Yesterday, December 7th, 1941, a date which will live in infamy, the United States of America was suddenly and deliberately attacked by naval and air forces of the Empire of Japan. The attack yesterday on the Hawaiian Islands has caused severe damage to American naval and military forces. I regret to tell you that very many American lives 
have been lost. In addition, American ships have been reported torpedoed on the high seas between San Francisco and Honolulu. I believe that I interpret the will of the Congress and of the people when I assert that we will not only defend ourselves to the uttermost, but will make it very certain that this form of treachery shall never again endanger us. With confidence in our armed forces, with the unbounding determination of our people, we will gain the inevitable triumph, so help us God. Looks like we won't be having the big Christmas broadcast in 1941, huh, Grandpa? No, I guess not, Mickey. We'll just have to add to our list and let God do that in, in his timing. Ladies and gentlemen, the Continental Broadcasting Company wishes to announce that due to the current national emergency, the big Christmas broadcast will not be aired on Christmas Eve. Well, I guess we're right, Mickey. Instead, it will be broadcast tonight. Every star scheduled to appear is gathered in our studio right now. Some had to travel halfway across the country, but they're all here tonight with only one thought, to help bring Christmas into your home tonight and to pray that peace may come to our world again. Hope is just around the corner. Here is locked outside the door.
Kevin Casey? It's half the neighborhood. It's the whole neighborhood! What, what are they doing with all those candles and flashlights? Didn't anyone tell us that there's still a blackout? Oh, I'm sure somebody told them. They're just listening to somebody else. And so are we.
Tight, fantastic. Tonight, uh, we are so thrilled that you came to be, be a part of this. Aren't you glad you came tonight? What a wonderful night. What a wonderful night. Um, in just a few minute, moments, we're going to have our curtain call and then dismiss over to the gymnasium where we have an incredible layout of, uh, of goodies for you over there, just a nice dessert in the evening over there. But tonight, I want to just bring a, just kind of wrap this up. You know, when you come to an evening like this, there's so many thoughts that are racing through your mind, uh, everything from just Christmas in general. I was looking at the 1940s, and I, I, was disco- I discovered that a lot of what we do at Christmas today was really shaped in the 1940s. Um, a, lot of, uh, a lot of the simplicity of Christmas happened in the 1940s during the war times there, and I was reading that uh, many times, th- this whole idea of making large care packages, that, was, that came during the wartime where kids were gathering their things and making large care packages to send to their dad in the service. Uh, it, would be, it would include cards, candies, cookies, and pictures. And, which, by the way, 75 years ago this week, Pearl Harbor. And it just brings that so much to, uh, to light tonight. Uh, b- believe that the holiday, some people believe that the holiday shopping season that now begins well before Christmas, you know, starts around Thanksgiving. Uh, some people think that that started in the 1940s for people needed time to ship things off to their loved ones in the service. Uh, just to give you a, a few thoughts here. During World War II, Christmas trees were in short supply because of a lack of manpower to cut the trees down and a shortage of railroad space to ship the trees to market. Americans rushed out in the 40s to buy uh, artificial trees. That's when it all began with the artificial trees. A 1940, in 1941, a live, I'm sorry, a five-foot Christmas tree, similar to that, a five-foot Christmas tree could be purchased for 75 cents. Could you imagine that? I'd like to go show the guy that sold me a tree this year that. Uh, the, the shortage of materials like aluminum and tin uh, they, they, uh, that were used to produce ornaments led many people to make their own ornaments at home. Magazines contained patterns for ornaments made out of non-priority war materials like paper, string, natural objects such as pine cones or nuts. Electric bubble lights were created during the 40s. You remember those? Some of you probably have a few of those, right? Uh, and they remain popular still to this day. Uh, to give Christmas tree a snow-covered effect, people would mix a box of Lux soap powder with two cups of water and brush the, the, that concoction on the branches of their tree. It was a, it was a simple time. Uh, fewer men at home resulted in a fewer men available to dress up and play Santa Claus. Women served as substitute Santas at Saks Fifth Avenue in New York City and other department stores throughout the United States. Isn't that interesting? And, of course, the song, I'll Be Home for Christmas, as well as the song, White Christmas, were both written during the 1940s. And they quickly gained popularity with the, with the war-weary but optimistic population. And so tonight, I want to just remind you that, that in the midst of your holiday celebration, you may be a little weary. Uh, you, you know, we, we face uncertain times today still, don't we? Uh, even though that was 75 years ago and we look at Pearl Harbor as this, 
this great, uh, great and terrible moment in our history, but yet uh, all the events that happened thereafter, how that God moved and gave us the victory, didn't he? But today we still face uncertain times. The threat of terrorism has plagued many people. The threat of an economy that's ready to bottom out at any time. The threat of your job being sold, your company being sold, your job being gone. And as Howard said tonight, you know, Howard had a great line in there. He says, uh, he says that his daughters both want the same thing for Christmas. And it wasn't a rhinestone snood, was it? He said, I think that the, my daughters both want the same thing for Christmas. And then he went on further to say, I think it's what we all want for Christmas. Peace on earth, goodwill toward men. Luke chapter 2, the angels, they proclaimed the the birth of Christ. They said, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. That's what we're really struggling for. That's what we really desire is to have peace, peace in our hearts. You know, peace is knowing that everything is blowing up around you and I'm going to be okay. That's what peace is. Peace isn't the absence of war because there will always be conflict. And so peace is in the midst of conflict knowing that I'm okay. And the greatest conflict ever, Jesus came to solve that greatest conflict ever. The greatest conflict, the reason why we don't have peace today is because of Jesus Christ. What he did on the cross for us, he came to stop and settle the problem that we have. Our problem that we don't have peace is because of our sin The Bible says that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And sin is is all the wrong things that we've done. And uh, it can be little things. It can be big things. Uh, I want you to look at the word sin, S-I-N. The middle letter is I. And I refer to sin as the big I problem. I'm going to do what I want to do regardless regardless of what God or anybody else says. And I want you to think about that because the Bible says that all have sinned and fallen short of God's glorious standard. God had a standard of perfection. And I don't know about you, but I don't know anybody like that. I don't know anybody that's ever lived a perfect life outside of Jesus Christ himself. I've tried to live a pretty decent life, but meet up with my wife. She'll tell you about my problems. Meet up with my kids. They'll let you know a little bit more. Sin separates us from God. The Bible says that all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. Our sin has separated us from God. And it goes a step further. The Bible says in Romans 6, 23, that the wages of sin is death. Um, If we get what we deserve from God for our sin, it is death. Separation from God forever and ever in a real place called hell the Bible talks about. And you see, this is the war, the war between us and God. This is why there's no peace, because, because we have the sin issue, and God has, a, has the standard of perfection. But here's what's awesome. Jesus Christ looked down, and he saw you, and he loved you, and he cared for you enough to send his son, Jesus Christ. Jesus said, God said from heaven, he says, I love you so much, I'm not willing to part from you for eternity. That's why my, my justice must be satisfied in Christ Jesus. And the Bible says that when Jesus came to this earth, he was born like you and I were, just a man. But he wasn't just a man, he was the God-man. And that little baby, you know, tonight we come and we celebrate Christmas and we think of this little baby that's come into the world, but that little baby is not the end of the story. That little baby lived a perfect life, and 33 years later on the cross, he died and paid for your sin. 
He left all the glory of heaven. He left all the wonders and, and glories of heaven. And he came down to earth. And the Bible says that he who knew no sin took on your sin, took on my sin on the cross. And Romans 5.8 is one of, the, one of my most favorite verses. It says that Christ demonstrated his love that while we were still sinners, he died for us. He, he didn't just say, I love you. He proved it. He went all the way to the cross and he died on the cross and he came back to life again. He conquered death. And the Bible says, as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become the children of God. To them he gave the right to have peace with God. Like Howard said, I think we all want the same thing. I think we all want that peace. And you know what? Jesus came so that you can have that peace. Peace with God is not obtained through going to church. It's not obtained by giving your money to feed poor people. It's not obtained by, by being a good person. It's obtained by what Jesus did on the cross. Because he was the only one who could pay for your sin. The only one who could pay for my sin. And so God's word says, as many as received him, as many as opened their heart and accepted him as their savior, he gave the right to become the children of God. He gave you the right to have peace with God, that God would clear that up. Romans 5.1 says, now that we have been made right with God through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. It's simple. It's like, like a child. He, you can come to him tonight. You don't have to join a church. You don't ever have to come back into this building again. You just have to open your heart to God and say, God, here I am. I've sinned, I'm separated from you, but I need you tonight, God. And God gives you hope, he gives you peace, and he gives you eternal life. I'd like to give you an opportunity tonight to accept him. What a great night after watching such an incredible message tonight as our actors have shared. You know, they've been practicing for three months and they've, they've been putting this all together so that you can have peace with God tonight. Let's bow in prayer. With our heads bowed and eyes closed and no one looking around. And the quietness of this moment, if, if you're sitting in this place and you say, Pastor Ken, I would like to accept Jesus in my, into my life. I would like to, I need peace with God. I want to start that relationship with him tonight. If that's you tonight, I'm going to ask you just to quietly pray a prayer. Respond to your God. And just pray something like this. You can repeat after me inwardly to God. Just pray something like this. Dear God, I know that I'm a sinner. I've done wrong things. And if I get what I deserve, I'd be separated from you forever. But you cared enough about me that you sent Jesus to die on the cross. And he rose again. And I trust him right now. Lord, I'm, stop, I'm going to stop trusting my good works or anything else. And I'm going to trust that you love me. That you cared for me. And you came to this earth to pay for my sin. Thank you for loving me. I want your peace tonight, Lord. I want the hope that comes from knowing you.
just in the quietness of this room. I'm going to ask that the house lights just come up ever so dim tonight. And in the quietness of this room, as that music continues, I'd like to just ask you to reach forward in front of you. There's a response card. And if you would just reach for it, everybody reach for it and take that response card. There should be a pen there. And there's, there's, there's a couple options there. One, it says, yes, I prayed tonight to make Jesus my personal Savior. If that's you, I want to invite you just to check that box tonight. There's another box that says, please pray for me. I'd like... I'd, I'd like to know more. I, I, I'm not sure of where I'm at. I, just pray for me. I'm not there yet tonight, but pray for me. If that's you, please check that box. And if you'll leave your name and address there, we'll send you a book. I'd like to send you a book. It's called The Purpose of Christmas. It explains how you can have the peace of God, having peace with God. And just, uh, just fill that out and stick it back in, in, in the uh, chair in front of you. And, uh, and leave that there, and we will get them after the service. And uh, we, we appreciate you being here tonight, and I hope that you've been encouraged tonight. Uh, let me just pray for us uh, as a church before we uh, have our curtain call, all right? Father God, I come before you, Lord, and I thank you for how that you've been moving in our church tonight, Lord. God, for all the people that you've gathered here tonight, this has been a divine appointment. You've allowed them to see an incredible message, a message of hope from a simpler time. And Lord, in our complicated times, we need the message of hope tonight, Lord. The message of Jesus. And I pray that you'll be with each person, Lord. Be with each person as they respond to you, Lord. As they, as they, they just take that moment and just say, yes, I want to follow Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for all that you've done. Thank you for all of our are incredible actors in this place, incredible singers. And so, God, I ask now that uh, as, as we welcome them back for their curtain call, that you would just be with us and encourage us. In your name we pray. Amen. Uh, just before they come, I'd like to invite you also, we're, we're going to dismiss after our curtain call and go over to the gymnasium where we have a, a it's, it's our little version of a USO, and you'll have a great dessert over there. And then I'd like to invite you back for, for Christmas Eve. We'll be here at 4 o'clock, 6 o'clock. Christmas Day, we'll be back at 10 o'clock. And, uh, and then there's information inside of your bulletin there. But let's welcome our cast and crew back as we, as we have our curtain call, all right?